0: Welcome to the State Bar of Texas podcast, your monthly source for conversations and curated content to improve your law practice with your host, Rocky Deer.
1: Hi, and welcome to the State Bar of Texas podcast. For the longest time, I yearned to meet the listener of this podcast. I knew it wasn't my mom, so I I was just mostly morbidly curious to know who was checking in. So imagine my delight when I learned that there are actually more than one of you. Kidding aside, guys, I do love it when I get to when I get to meet y'all in person. You know, and one of the best places to do that, honestly, is the State Bar of Texas annual meeting. For those of you who don't know, it takes place every year in June in a rotating set of cities. And this year, we'll be in Austin at the amazing JW Marriott. I can't wait. The annual meeting, it's it's a chance to to meet other lawyers, see exactly why we have the best state bar in the country, get a glimpse into what our leadership is cooking up. And by the way, speaking of leadership, I have two of our APEX leaders here with me today. We have Laura Gibson. She is the 2022-23 president of the State Bar of Texas. And we have Trey Apfel. He's a past president of the State Bar and currently serves as the State Bar's executive director. These guys are these guys are heavy hitters. They've been nice enough to to join us today. And guys, you know, I, I got to take a moment here. I... I love bragging about our state bar. I really do. You know, and, and it's not just because I host this podcast. I will tell you, honestly, you guys remember COVID when it all started and <laughs> courts we were remember? in the dark? Oh, man, we're all remembering, right? Well, some of you might remember how our courts here in Texas were online in record time. Every single court in the state of Texas, all the state courts were online. And we were the first state to do that we have an amazing leadership and now that the pandemic at least appears to be behind us or is close to behind us i'm excited to see what lay ahead so guys let's welcome Laura and Trey guys thank you for being here
2: oh thank you for having us
1: rocky glad to be here thank you very much absolutely so laura let's start with you not just cuz ladies first but because you're the president i mean this is it's it's fun to have you here first of all congratulations you've had a very successful presidential term i know I know you, you, you've had a certain set of initiatives and focuses for your presidential year. I know a lot of past presidents, they've kind of focused their initiatives largely outward, you know, serving underprivileged groups, increasing access to justice, educating the public, things like that. And I know you've been doing a lot of that, but you've also done something maybe a little bit unique in that you've concentrated a large chunk of your attention inward. The grievance process, succession planning, attorney wellness, Talk to us about the why, you know, why did you hone in on those issues? And tell us a little bit about what has happened over the course of your presidential term that has addressed those issues.
2: Well, Rocky, you know, I had the privilege of serving as the chair of the board of the state bar from 2018 to 2019. And during that time, it was brought to my attention that a number of our lawyers were dying, disappearing, or being, becoming disabled. Mm -hmm. And um, that really Concerned me and I looked into that with the help of the state bar, especially on how that impacted lawyers and their ability to do their job and represent their clients. And then when the pandemic hit and that was such a hard time for all of us, I knew that our lawyers were even under more stress at that time. And so I thought, what better year uh, than this year to focus inward on our members and our mental health uh, and getting our houses right so that we could be better lawyers for our clients and for the public.
1: Was that a tough decision to kind of focus on those initiatives as opposed to doing, you know, because the outward facing stuff, you know, at least on the surface, it sounds a bit sexier. You know, you you had to, you made, you made a tough decision to sort of focus on ourselves as a community. Was that, was that a tough decision or was it obvious to you when you said about it?
2: I felt like it was warranted under the circumstances. You know, I'd like to say that lawyers are like cobbler's children with no shoes. And I always say to to people, secure your own oxygen mask first. So if we as a bar are not securing our own oxygen mask first, how can we be expected to help our clients? And so it just seemed to me it was paramount that we focus on our lawyers and their needs. And I think it's resonated with a lot of our lawyers and hopefully the Uh, You know, COVID kind of gave us a reset, and one silver lining from it may be that people are more likely to be honest about the stresses they're going through as they practice law.
1: I know two of the initiatives that you've talked about, and I know there's CLEs that are currently available on the Texas Bar CLE site. One, One of your initiatives was about the grievance process, helping lawyers better understand how the grievance process works. And then you've also spent a lot of time on attorney wellness and mental health. Do you see a connection there? And, and what I mean by that is, you know, is our, is our grievance process too, too burdensome, too onerous? You know, do we as lawyers, do we maybe need to go easy on ourselves when it comes to some of these obligations, or how do you kind of thread that needle? You know, the grievance process when juxtaposed with attorney wellness.
2: Well, I think our grievance process is very fair and equitable, and I think there's a misconception that our grievance system, which is one of our core um, responsibilities as a self-regulated entity to regulate our own, is out to get our lawyers, and nothing could be further from the truth. What we've, we've learned is that lawyers who are having issues with their performance on behalf of their clients are likely to be suffering from their own mental health issues that is keeping them performing from performing at their optimum levels. So to me, attorney wellness and the grievance system go hand in hand um, because I've heard from so many lawyers who have gotten a grievance in the mail and they just shut down. They can't, they can't represent themselves because they they hate being accused of not doing a great job, sure. and there's nothing wrong. If you get a grievance, just respond to it. Treat it like you would treat your client's business, and so I think they go hand in hand, and they're both critical at this juncture in our profession.
1: Laura, I, I always enjoy talking with you, and you're always so insightful. I don't want to forget about Trey. Trey's been sitting here patiently. So Trey, listen, as executive director you know from your, from your perch, walk us through some of the changes that we lawyers can expect
3: in our state bar as a result of Laura's initiatives and her leadership? Well, thank you, Rocky. And and let me just say congratulations to Laura on a a tremendous uh, year. She's made a difference. Uh, She has reached a tremendous number of our lawyers with these three initiatives. For example, in terms of uh, her initiative, what every lawyer should know about the attorney grievance system. There have been almost 14,000 People attend the online class, uh, lawyers. And then with regard to her succession planning uh, initiative, Don't Wait, Designate, Mm -hmm. she has reached almost 10,000 online uh, registration uh, opportunities for lawyers. And then lastly, her wellness initiative of just ask, how must we stop minding our own business? There have been almost 25,000 lawyers who have reached out uh, to uh, witness and and view this program. So she's making a difference. She's reaching our members. Our members are seeing uh, something that the state bar is offering that is beneficial to them, beneficial to them in their own lives, but it's also beneficial in terms of them being able to improve the quality of the legal service that they provide to their clients.
1: Do you think, Trey, that there's a danger that, you know, maybe once Laura is no longer president— Or maybe in another two, three years, people forget about these issues. You know, what do you think, what is the state bar, what is the state bar's plan for sort of keeping these issues, you know, succession planning, attorney wellness, and the grievance process, keeping those top of mind so that we don't just forget about it in future
3: years? Great question, Rocky. Those issues are not going to go away. Those opportunities to meet our lawyers are not going to go away. Uh, We need to stay engaged with our membership with regard to attorney wellness and certainly with regard to explaining to our lawyers and educating our lawyers on the ins and outs, so to speak, of our grievance system. Just like President Gibson said, our system is a fair and equitable one. It's just that when lawyers are, are in law school, they're not taught in depth about our grievance system or how it operates or what you should do. Uh, I remember as a young lawyer myself many, many years ago now, when uh, a a lawyer in my firm mm-hmm. got a grievance, I, th- I thought, what is that? right uh, I, I just didn't <laughs> know. So sure. I think we're doing a much better job educating our lawyers. And I can tell you the state bar is going to remain committed and engaged in all three of these initiatives moving forward.
2: And Rocky, if I might, you know, yes, on-, please. on um, the Law Practice Management Committee has been working all year. You know, and it's, it's hard until you've sat in this seat, you don't really understand how these initiatives work. But there's only so much that the president can do on his or her own. So we need our committees and our sections to help implement some of these. And I'm delighted that the Law Practice Management Committee has spent most of this bar year focusing on how they can make succession planning easier. We I recorded a message when I was in Austin last week that will be unveiled right around the time of the annual meeting. And on June 21, we'll be celebrating um, Designate Your Custodian Day. We thought it would be perfect. John Meredith in Houston came up with the idea because um, Wednesday, June 21, is the longest day of the year. So what better day <laughs> for us as lawyers who are well known for our procrastination to designate June 21 is the day to designate your custodian attorney so that your files can be returned to your clients if something, God forbid, happens to you so that your families don't have to have that responsibility. Because there is just simply no way that the bar can step in and handle a lawyer's file if something happens to her and she hasn't designated a custodian attorney. So, to your listeners, if you're a solo practitioner lawyer and you haven't designated a custodian, you can do it in about the same amount of time it gets to get t- it takes for you to check in and get your boarding pass on Southwest Airlines. So there is no excuse not to designate a custodian. And just watch out for the unveiling of the toolkit that the Law Practice Management Committee will be unveiling in the month of June.
1: Well, and actually, you know, to the listeners, you can also check it out on past Episodes of the State Bar podcast because we've actually talked about the succession planning. There's an online tool that you can use for it, and there's also protections in place for the succeeding lawyer, the one that you designate, so that that way they don't they don't get stuck with any any thorny issues in the event that they're just simply trying to pass your files along. So
2: and, and essentially, yeah, they 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 are provided the same protections that a court appointed custodian gets. That means that they are uh, not liable except in case of gross uh, mis- gross negligence or intentional misconduct. So your, your self-designated custodian is protected, and we have our member benefits group looking into the development of an insurance policy that could possibly provide some compensation to your custodian for the services that they render. So hopefully that'll oh, wow. be our next tool that we can unveil.
1: Okay. Well, this – now, I, I assume – Trey, Laura, you guys must be both eagerly anticipating the annual meeting and getting to see everybody and do that. We're going to talk about that in just a second. But of course, we need to hear from one of our sponsors. So guys, stay tuned. And when we come back, we're going to talk about this annual meeting. And you don't want to miss it because there's something a little spicy going on at this year's annual meeting. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. The Texas Lawyers Assistance Program provides confidential help for Texas lawyers, law students, and judges who have problems with substance use and mental health issues. TLAP offers 24-7 confidential support and can connect you to peers and providers for assistance. TLAP can also connect you to the Sheeran Crowley Lawyer Wellness Trust, which provides financial help to Texas lawyers, law students, and judges who need treatment for substance use, depression, and other mental health issues, but can't afford to pay for services. Call or text TLAP anytime at one 800 Well, folks, we are back. And as we've been talking about, we've got our State Bar of Texas annual meeting coming up June 22nd and 23rd at the JW Marriott in Austin. This is going to be a fantastic meeting. But Trey, I know, I remember at this time last year, we had a very similar conversation to this one. And I had asked you whether the 2022 annual meeting, that one was in Houston, whether we're gonna be fully, you know, quote, back to normal for for a lot of a lot of our listeners, you might remember 2020 and 2021 were both virtual annual meetings. In 2022, we're finally back in person. And the question was, are we gonna be fully back to normal? And your answer was, yes, but and there were there were a series of precautions and things that were gonna be in place to, again, keep everybody safe and healthy. In your view, are we fully back to quote normal this year in Austin or do we still have vestiges of the pandemic still following us around?
3: I am happy to report, Rocky, that we are fully back to normal. Bam! Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's wonderful. It's just fantastic. We we all remember the uh, virtual annual meetings yes. of the past, and uh, my gosh, I hope I hope no one ever has to experience another annual <laughs> meeting like that. But but I am here to announce the gloves are off. No pun intended. And uh, we're looking forward to a great annual meeting.
1: Well, and I have to give a shout out to all the planners for our virtual annual meetings. I mean, it was a Herculean task and man, did the State Bar deliver on both of those. But yes, to have it fully back to normal. Laura, I think you might be the first, you might be our first fully fully post-pandemic president at this point, because you've had, you had a pretty normal annual meeting to, to usher in your presidency. And now you've had a very back to normal kind of year with the back to normal annual meeting. I take it. That's not lost on you. That must be a pretty special feeling.
2: Oh, absolutely. you know, I really um, felt for my predecessors who, didn't get the opportunity to meet uh, the lawyers in the state of Texas and and perform the functions that they were responsible for in an in-person capacity. And you know while our annual meeting last year, our attendance was significantly da- down, yeah. it was it was robust enough that it felt like a normal annual meeting. Uh, And this this year's annual meeting will be even better. So I've been very um, gratified that I have had some sense of normalcy as the current president of the State Bar of Texas.
1: I I knew last year was a little down when the ice cream came out, and I was actually able to get my hands on one of the ice cream (laughs) sandwiches. Because, you know, those go first. This is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody. So look, I, I looked through the program and we've got some really phenomenal keynote speakers, including a arguably controversial one. But let's start with the easy one. So Bench Bar Breakfast. We have Justice Deborah Lerman and Timothy Berg. So Laura, why don't you tell us about this? What What are they going to be talking about? And, you know, why should folks be attending the Bench Bar Breakfast?
2: Well, let me first because I, let me first talk about why you should be attending the annual meeting if I might because Oh, please. Of course. Before I got involved in bar leadership, I I remember people saying you should attend the annual meeting and I thought, "Why? What goes on at an annual meeting?" And I, I don't think we as a bar have done as good of a job as we can, although we've tried mightily to let people know that this is basically like a normal CLE, but on steroids. Um, because it's it, it, you essentially can get your full year worth of CLE in two days. Uh, we have different tracks so you can pick and choose. So a lot of our, let's say if you're a family law lawyer, you probably go to the advanced family law uh, session. If you're a real estate, you go to the real estate. These have those tracks. So each of our sections sure. has planned a robust and really great CLE program. But if you want to be more well rounded or maybe expand to a different area, Uh, of the law. You can check out other areas, pick and choose a la carte. And so it gives you more flexibility. And then on top of that, you see more lawyers than you will see any other time of the year. And the ability- That's a good thing,
3: right? See more Absolutely.
2: lawyers? Okay, okay, good. Well, yes. in the sense that <laughs> you want to talk to people who don't do what you do and remind Absolutely. them that you're out there. I mean, after three years of the pandemic, we all kind of need to remind one another, hey, I'm still active. I'm still practicing. I'm still accepting new clients. Hey, I'd like to refer business to you. So sure. this is the perfect opportunity to do this at a really low cost and with great extras that you will not find in a typical CLE. So let me say that about the annual meeting first.
1: Absolutely, and and I can tell you from my experience, it's always fun to to see folks and to and, and yeah, you get to connect with people you don't normally see in your city. So come on out, folks! don't Don't be shy and don't stay home. So let's let's talk about this bench bar breakfast, though, because this looked pretty interesting. When we've got Justice Lerman and Timothy Berg, what are they going to be talking about, and what's going to make this a special bench bar breakfast?
2: Well, they're they're really going to be substantive. So, Justice Deborah Lerman is not only our liaison to the State Bar Board of Directors; she's the longest-serving female justice in Texas. Um, she's the senior justice on the Texas Supreme Court. She served almost thirty-five years, including her time as a trial judge in Tarrant County. She's nationally known. She's a former chair of the ABA family law section. She's a commissioner on the Uniform Law Commission. She's a member of the American Law Institute. Timothy Berg, who is her co-presenter, is from Phoenix, Arizona. He's um, a distinguished attorney handling business litigation. And he's also um, a commissioner on the Arizona uniform laws. He works on drafting committees for projects involving uniform state laws. And it just seems the trend is, you know, with the uniform bar exam, the UBE, um, here to stay and the uniform bar exam content being modified. This is an important issue for lawyers to know about so that we're educated about what What students are learning in law school, Uh, you know, I was surprised when I attended a meeting of the of the national, I guess, our bar examiner board that they're talking about that law schools hardly teach procedure anymore because it's becoming more of a nationwide topic. It's uniform, so that means that if you're a a law firm and you're recruiting a law student, you're going to have to beef up your own training programs on Texas procedure. So if you're, Mm -hmm. if you're, you know, at a leader in any organization, it's important to you to know how the uniform bar exam is going to change and what effect that will have on how lawyers in the state of Texas are trained and what we need to do to bridge any gap in that training.
1: That makes sense. Uh, And, and okay. So, so, so this is going to be, this is going to be a serious topic that I think a lot of lawyers have not maybe paid much attention to. So, and then Friday, our general session, the luncheon, Trey, we have Chet Gardner, who sounds like just a fascinating guy. He's a filmmaker. Tell us a little bit more about Chet and why should we come listen to him? What what would lawyers learn from a
3: filmmaker? Well, not only have I seen uh, Chet Gardner on TV uh, on his day tripper television show, I have met him personally. He was a presenter for us at a conference Uh, earlier in the year, and he's a captivating speaker. He is the creator, host, and executive producer of The Day Tripper, and that is a 13-time Emmy Award-winning Texas travel show, and it airs on PBS stations across the country. He is quite an interesting individual, to say the least.
1: Texas travel, I thought that was just... You know, you drive on 35 between Dallas and Austin, or you drive on 45 between Dallas and Houston. I guess there's there's more to it than that.
3: There's more to it, and he goes into great detail and depth, uh, covering all parts of the state. He's he's an interesting guy because he earned a degree in radio, television, film from the University of Texas at Austin. Uh, I won't hold that against him, since I'm a Baylor <laughs> man.
1: Oh, but okay. He,
3: but then he went on to graduate first in his class from Baylor Law School. Uh, So that's why he's a lawyer. He's a lawyer. Okay. And so he practiced law for a short period of time for about three years. And he decided to follow his passions and simultaneously inspire folks to appreciate the beauty, the history, uh, the food and the culture of our Lone Star State. And he does a tremendous job and he will take you on a journey. I promise.
2: It's my memory that he was number one in his law school at Baylor and that he spent the first three years practicing at Norton Rose Fulbright. But I mean, Trey's right. He's a very entertaining speaker. He spoke to the Southern Conference of Bar Presidents when they were were in our state last October. And uh, you will learn more about Texas um, historical and Tourist trivia than you would even know existed, and as a native Texan, um, I I learned a lot that I didn't know about our state, and I was kind of embarrassed that that was the case. But he's definitely a very engaging speaker.
1: Okay, sold, sold. I want to hear this now. We're, we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about the big Kahuna, the one that's on the Thursday, big D, right? Yes, yes, the Thursday luncheon speaker. For those of you that haven't checked out the materials and are wondering what I keep building up to. We're going to be hearing from former Attorney General Bill Barr. And this is a th- th- this this is going to be a juicy topic with the juicy speaker. Before we get into that, let's hear from one of our sponsors. And we're going to come back and Laura and Trey are going to talk to us about Bill Barr and what brought him to the State Bar of Texas. Stay tuned. And we're back, guys. So <laughs> I left you, I left you on a bit of a cliffhanger. We've got former Attorney General Bill Barr, who's going to be our Thursday, keynote luncheon speaker at the annual meeting in Austin. Now, Laura, this year's annual meeting committee made made a pretty gutsy decision by choosing, and Bill Barr is a, is a two-time former attorney general, both for George Bush 41 as well as for President Donald Trump. Now, walk us through the thought process, if you would, of, I mean, knowing that this is going to be a lightning rod or a potential lightning rod type of topic, walk us through what led to the decision to bring Mr. Barr as our keynote?
2: Well, first of all, you know, our, our annual meeting committee is a volunteer committee sure. uh, and they do a great job. Um, Leslie Dipple and Randy Howery out of Austin are our co-chairs of the annual meeting this year. They assembled a diverse uh, committee. Mm -hmm. They um, worked through the planning of this meeting like they always do. Mm -hmm. They had a robust and um, healthy discussion about Bill Barr. And the consensus was that while people didn't all agree with with General Barr, that he certainly is a historical figure. As you say, he held positions in two different cabinets as attorney general— He's only one of two people to ever have served as attorney general in non consecutive administrations. He's held positions under, uh, in the, uh, also in the Reagan administration. He's held sure. a position with the US Justice Department and with the CIA. And whether we agree with his views or his opinions on politics or governance in general, we can all agree that he is a impactful person in 20th century American life. And we have heard some complaints, and we have sure. assured the people who have complained that first, no bar dues are being uh, are being utilized to pay Attorney General Barr his speaker fee. Number one, number two, we are going to have you, Rocky Deer, no, as our that's, moderator. That's,
1: that's the other bad news, folks. No, yes. that's <laughs> the good news because
2: we are not giving uh, Attorney General Barr. A lectern and a free reign to say whatever he chooses. We are we are moderating this by having specific questions that will be posed to Attorney General Barr. We have sought impact from uh, our sections. So, sorry, we have sought input from our sections and ask them to submit questions to you as moderator yes. uh, that we will review and uh, decide which are appropriate to ask of uh, Attorney General Barr. And, you know, as lawyers, we defend base- basic rights. And one of those basic rights is the freedom of speech. And, you know, it's easy and comfortable to defend the right to free speech when we agree with the speaker. But it's essential to the rule of law that we defend speakers with whom we don't agree. And this is not the first time that the State Bar of Texas had ha- has had a divisive personality uh, speak to the bar. But I think that whatever your beliefs are, you will be interested in what Attorney General Barr has to say and I welcome you to attend and to the extent you want to submit questions send them our way and Bring we'll see if we can we can work them into the program so Absolutely. The polarized times are the one when we're in danger of losing our rights because we're so disagreeable with one another but that's where we as lawyers owe it to the rule of law to recognize that the right of freedom of speech should be honored and it's being honored
1: here. Absolutely, and in all fairness, and yes, President Laura, thank you for for giving the shout out to me as the moderator for that discussion. And I will let everybody know that Attorney General Barr has made it clear the the fireside chat format, where it's an interviewer and it's it's a moderated discussion. He's he's all for it and is is all in. So, you know, it's it's not like he's trying to hide behind a lectern either. So we we have a we have a very good and very compelling speaker. You know, Trey, I'd like to know you know. <clears throat> When when the annual meeting is over, Laura gets the best job in the house, and that is immediate past president. Once that's over, you as executive director will probably be left with whatever if people are upset in any way, you'll be the one that's probably facing a lot of the a lot of those complaints and a lot of that feedback. So what would you say of those who say something like, you know, Bill Barr doesn't deserve to be given a platform in light of his record? What would be your response to that as executive director of the State Bar of Texas.
3: Well, Rocky, I can tell you that uh, part of the State Bar's mission statement and our purpose under the uh, statute that creates us is to provide forums for the healthy uh, discussion of issues relating to and pertaining to the rule of law. And I can think of no better opportunity for us to do just that by inviting uh, Attorney General Barr to our uh, meeting and have him share uh, with us his thoughts on having served two presidents as attorney general over the course of time, you know, maybe we can all learn something. So I I think it's an opportunity for us to uh, have good, healthy discussion so that our profession and perhaps our nation can continue to grow in the right direction. Uh, whatever that right direction may mean to different people. Sure. Uh we just have to we have to we have to move in that direction, the right direction for everybody.
1: Absolutely. And you know, I, I'll just for my for my part and and I agree with both of you on this, if there's anybody who can take on and hear and listen to and digest and analyze an opposing viewpoint, it's us. We're the lawyers. We're the ones that are trained to do that. So you know, This is a good exercise, I think, for all of us. Whether you agree with Attorney General Barr, or whether you disagree with him, or whether it's a it's a mixed bag, folks, come on out and listen to what he has to say. And then there's going to be plenty of interesting dinnertime discussion on Thursday night. If you don't, in fact, for whatever reason, if you don't make it out to the president's party that night, you'll have plenty to talk about with all of your cohorts and all the new friends you make at the State Bar of Texas annual meeting. I, I did notice on the program, we've got some phenomenal programming this year. We've got We've got the Adaptable Lawyer track. We've got all of the committees. We've just got some, some some, stellar programming. So, Trey, we'll start with you. Is there anything in particular that you're kind of looking forward to? I, I, I don't mean to put that in terms of, you know, do you have a favorite, but is there is there something you're excited about and that you're interested in going in and checking out?
3: Not from the CLE standpoint, although the CLE programming will sure. be just fantastic. My favorite uh, event of the entire uh, meeting is always the 50 year lawyer recognition. Oh, yeah. Uh, w- where the state bar honors our 50 year lawyers. And this year it'll be those lawyers licensed in Texas in 1973. And so we will hold a reception uh, for them and then recognition of them during the general session luncheon on Friday. This year we have 1,175 lawyers who are reaching this milestone. Wow. And we have 109 of them who have uh, confirmed that they will be in attendance at the luncheon with their families and guests. And it's just going to be a tremendous celebration. And I, just a a matter of personal privilege, both my father and my uncle were 50-year lawyers. And when I go have an opportunity to speak to our 50-year lawyers at the annual meeting, I tell them my personal story and connection to that 50-year lawyer mark. So congratulations to all of our 50-year lawyers.
1: How scary is it that, to me, 1973 doesn't seem that long ago? <laughs> it's like, that's 50 years. L- Laura, how about you? What's What are you looking forward to in terms of in terms of programming that's going to take place at the annual meeting?
2: We talked about Bill Barr being the speaker at the Thursday luncheon, but we didn't sure. talk about the fact that the Thursday luncheon is called the Local Bar Leaders Luncheon. And, th- sure. and before we get to the speaker, we have um, the recognition of you know, the lifeblood of our bar, which is the local volunteers doing good work in our community. And we get to see the great things they've accomplished this year and honor them for that work. So that's a big component of the Thursday luncheon as well. And then I'm really excited about Friday, June 23. Uh, You know, while, while I got the benefit of being the first non-COVID president, (laughs) I I got 13 days added on. So I served not just 365, but 378 because I was sworn in on June 10 and I'm going out on June 23. So they've added a a two-week period to my term. So I am delighted to be passing the gavel to Cindy Tisdale, who will be the 143rd president of the state bar of Texas and the ninth woman to hold that role. And I know she's just going to do an excellent job. And I look forward to hearing about her platform and supporting her uh, so that next year, 23, 24, we have a great year again.
1: And it's going to be, it's going to be three women in a row by the time her, her term ends. So it's, it's going to be another historic time for our state bar. So one final question before we head out and Laura, we'll start with you on this one. I'm just going to say it in very simple terms. Just how amazing is our state bar staff? Can we talk about them for a second?
2: Oh, my gosh. They um, they are incredible. You know, Rocky, most people don't know that Texas, because of our geographic position, Texas is a member of the Southern Conference of Bar, Pres- bar Presidents and also the Western Conference of Bar Presidents, which means we have the, op- the opportunity to network with both of those groups. And when we go to those events, everyone in the room looks at us like Texas is it. And we couldn't- Because we are. (laughs) Well, we are. I mean, I have attended other bars' conferences, their annual meetings, and while they do a good job- It is no comparison to the value that we offer for our members. When we ask those leaders in those other bars how many of them have dues that are $235 a year, none of them have dues that are that low. But literally, Trey Apfel and his team, Lowell Brown, Ray Cantu, Kaylin Laney, Jennifer Reams, And I could go on. Paul Burks has just done a phenomenal job. Uh, I've had a number of opportunities to record programming for our members. uh, And they all are are just incredible. They are the best of the best in the country.
1: Now, Trey, after the annual meeting, you're either stuck with them or they're stuck with you. We can't figure out which way that goes. But what's it like to work with these amazing folks?
3: Rocky, I'm proud to stand uh, with these amazing folks each and every day. They never cease to... Uh, amaze me in terms of their quest for excellence. Uh, they care not only about what they do, they care about uh, our lawyer members, they care about protecting the public, they care about our administration of our court system, they care about the rule of law, they care about the people of Texas, uh, they take good care of all of us. I'm, as I said, I'm, I'm very proud to be a uh, part of our staff and lead our staff each and every day and all the credit for a successful annual meeting goes to our staff to our incredible leadership uh, under president gibson this year and uh, they've just done a fantastic job
1: well and, and i can tell you from personal experience the, the the staff is amazing so if you if you if for no other reason you want to go to this annual meeting and every annual meeting just to hang out with them and get to know them they're they're, they're the unsung heroes of all this amazing work that goes on so. Well, and
2: I, I was remiss in not mentioning Chris Ritter as well. Chris Ritter is now um, our legal counsel um, sole in that role. And he, for many of you might know, he worked as executive director of the Texas Lawyer Assistance Program for many, many years. And having a person of Chris's intelligence and legal acuity who also has the background and knowledge of the stresses that our lawyers go through, makes him uniquely qualified to serve our members. So we couldn't have a stronger bar than the bar we have right now.
1: Well, guys, you know, I'm, I'm excited for the 2023 annual meeting. I'm always excited for the annual meeting, but this one, this one in particular I think holds some special significance given that we are now post COVID. So 2023 annual meeting in Austin, guys be there. Laura and Trey, thank you for joining us and for your, continued leadership of this this herculean state bar thank you both
2: oh thank you online registrations open through june 18 so go ahead and register now
1: it's it's not too late remember june 22nd to 23rd in 2023 in austin just go to texasbar.com forward slash annual meeting it's pretty easy
2: and you can actually show up in person and we'll take you then
1: oh you can do that too Yes. But if you want to get if you want to get in ahead of time and avoid the lines, Texasbar.com forward slash annual meeting. There's no excuse not to be there, right, Laura? No excuse. None. And of course, if you know, I, I want I want to thank you for tuning in, guys. You guys are you guys are the lifeblood of the podcast. And I want to encourage you all to stay safe and be well. And I want to see you in Austin in June. If you like what you heard today, please rate and review us in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. Until next time, remember. Life's a journey, folks. I'm Rocky Deer, signing off.
0: If you'd like more information about today's show, please visit legaltalknetwork.com. Go to texasbar.com/podcasts, subscribe via Apple Podcasts and RSS. Find both the State Bar of Texas and Legal Talk Network on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, or download the free app from Legal Talk Network in Google Play and iTunes.